Hi, and welcome to another exploratory journey episode. Today, I'm joined by Jake, who is a YouTuber, creator, and a creator in residence at Mana. In this episode, we discuss everything from the future of the Create YouTube channel whilst also being a student. Hi, and welcome to another exploratory journey episode. Today, I'm joined by Jake. Hi, Jake. Thanks for joining me. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, really, um, really good to have me on. Thanks for that. No worries. It's really exciting to speak to you today. Um, would you be able to tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, of course. So I'm Jake. I'm an 18-year-old ex-student, just finished A-levels. Um, I've got a YouTube channel and I'm also working at a startup in Manor, called Manor in London. Um, and yeah, just lots of interesting things around that yeah, that's really cool. And at such a young age, you've done so much with YouTube um, and that's crazy. So let's start with that. Um, would you be able to tell us a little more about your journey in YouTube, how you got into it? And you've grown massively, like you've hit over one million YouTube views, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so it was a bit of a weird journey, actually. So initially it was stemmed from GCSEs. So I actually did really well in my GCSEs, uh, got nine nines which was the highest grade at the time and still is. And then from that, I just thought, because I had a really good balance over the course of those GCSEs, like balancing social life with fitness and whatnot, I just thought I'd create a channel to kind of help other students to do the same. Because at the time there was quite, kind of a stigma around like studying and it was either you are just a studious individual and like didn't do anything else, or you were the opposite and you were just like a social extrovert doing loads of stuff, but never studying. And I kind of just wanted to show that it was possible to have that balance and to kind of balance everything from fitness to academics to whatever else you wanted to do in life, whether that was entrepreneurship and anything like that. So I started creating content around that. Initially, it was just how to do well in your exams. And there was no traction to begin with. It was just kind of posting it for the sake of posting it. But after kind of about four months, things just naturally started to take up in the algorithm because I think a lot of the students at the time started searching for how to revise for mocks, how to revise for exams, and how to just overall do better with their revision because at that age, you have no idea what's going to work for you. So you're looking for other people in a similar position to you to discover how you can actually do well and how you can make the most of your time. And I feel like at that point, in about January, February time, when people were coming up to their exams, that is when my video started to pop off. So before that, I was on about 200 or so subscribers because I posted videos back in 2014 or something like that. And then at that point, that video in the space of about three months gained 50,000 views and that took me up to about 4,000 subscribers. Then there was a massive drop off because of obviously 2020, it was a bit of a weird year. All of the exams got canceled and no one was really watching that content. So I tried to diversify and I started taking on vlogs and just trying to keep people motivated throughout that time. Because as I'm sure everyone's aware, that was a really difficult time, especially for students. That mental health was down, motivation was down. People didn't really know what to do with themselves. So I was kind of offering uh, a perspective from a somewhat motivated person to help show people that there is stuff you can do, be doing in this time and how to make the most of it, how to stay balanced, how to keep healthy, keep fit. And then that did really well as well. And then that pushed me to kind of like the 5K mark. And then since then, as everything's been opening up, my GCSE videos have started to take off again. I've been posting lots more content to try and inspire students to do better in their exams, uh, to be more productive overall. 
bit of fitness content and just overall kind of like lifestyling and spreading a bit of positivity. And that's been really well. I'm now currently at 20,000 subscribers with 1.3 million views and hoping just to keep growing from here. That's that's a really cool journey. And it's pretty cool how you've kind of evolved your channel alongside your own personal growth. Um, and that's probably really interesting because it's not it's not necessarily focused on one thing. And it's kind of like as you go through life um, and as you've gone through the past few years and now delved more into entrepreneurship, you've kind of changed your channel a bit, but also kept some of the old content. And that's really interesting to see. Um, would you be able to tell us a bit more about how you managed to balance it? Because editing, <laughs> filming, all of that alongside <laughs> full-time education and A-levels and now with, you know, doing that alongside working at Manor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, it's going to be a challenge. Um, and balancing anything, as I'm sure you're aware with like the podcast and whatnot, it does take some sacrifices. Um, but I felt in that position, I was happy to make those sacrifices. So throughout GCSE and trying to balance it with GCSEs, I would kind of say to myself, I'm going to post this at this time. And then I would just make it fit. Because when you know what you have to do in a certain time period, you condense everything down and you make it work. <laughs> Obviously, so that's easier. not always the case. <laughs> um, for when you're faced with just an open block of time and, oh, I might do this at some point, I might do that then, you never actually get around to doing it and time just seems to disappear. So kind of determining actionable goals and steps that you want to take in the immediate like future, that really helps you just to pinpoint exactly what you want to be doing when you want to do it and helps you to form your own structure around school or around uh, university and whatnot. And that was really helpful for me, just knowing that I had to post at a certain time and then making everything fit around that. It's a bit more difficult at the moment because we don't have school to give us kind of that routine. Yeah. So we're just faced with this like really, it's almost just a daunting block of time. <laughs> We've got to make it all fit in, but by nature, we're, we kind of just go with the flow. Uh, so having that routine in school, even though we don't actually have as much time, I felt that I did so much more with my time. So with education, and what I definitely recommend to a lot of students, is just fit everything around that daily routine of school, because it just allows you to do so much more. And having that routine is just so much more motivating. And the structure really helps probably because then you're basically time blocked into that basically nine to four, nine to three, whatever time your school finishes. And then you've basically got the evening and early morning to do stuff. Exactly um, that, yeah. yeah, but you've you've been doing YouTube for a while now. Do you have any advice for someone who might want to start a YouTube channel? Because it's probably like a bit daunting when you first started. Yeah. And it's the same with the podcast. And it's kind of like the first step is probably the hardest. Yeah, definitely. I think the thing that puts a lot of people off and that definitely put me off at the start is knowing that you have to put yourself out there. Um, but after a few episodes, a few videos, you kind of get used to the fact that you are out there in the public eye. But at the end of the day, you've just got to be aware of the fact that in reality, no one really takes notice. They're all focused on themselves. So they might have subconsciously, they might subconsciously judge you for something, but it's never going to affect you. You are your biggest critic. You are the person that you should be doing everything for. So put yourself out there. You get used to it and it just becomes natural. 
like now I don't give a second thought to being on the internet and having taken that first step I'm so grateful for the position it's put me in now and so one piece of advice I'd give to anyone thinking of starting a channel is just put yourself out there to make that first video even if it's a terrible first video like mine was filmed on the webcam of my laptop and it was really cringe but (laughs) it put myself out there and I'm so thankful that I did that but then also in terms of growing like long term a channel you really have to offer your audience value because that's the thing that's going to make them subscribe that's the thing that's going to keep them engaged and that's going to follow you over anyone else offer value and convey your personality I think that's the two like biggest things that's such great advice and I think you probably learned a lot along the way and it's everything is just a learning journey you're not going to be an expert on day one um but that probably that learning journey probably comes with challenges do you think you've had like that one big challenge that you've had to overcome in growing your channel and if so what was it yeah it's a really good point um I think a big thing is just staying consistent like it has been tricky at times like for example the last month I got really ill and I hadn't been able to post content and that really weighed on me or like when you come up to exams you you don't have as much time to stay consistent and that's kind of like a big weight um so almost having like a backlog of content to upload in those times that's been really helpful or just kind of planning ahead so that you know what content you've got when you can post it and how you can kind of bridge the gap in any of those times of uncertainty um that's been really good but at the end of the day as well as long as you're not gone for like nine months (laughs) you're gonna maintain that audience so just be as consistent as possible for you but at the end of the day if you're creating that audience they're there for you and they stay for your personality it might be the value that attracts them initially but they stay for you as a person so in those times where you might not be able to post as often it's good just to take a step back and appreciate the fact that that is okay because they are inevitably going to stay for you and I I guess you you're very engaged with your audience on platforms like Instagram and things like that so if you're not going to post letting your audience know or things like that is probably a good idea because it kind of just keeps them in the loop so it's not like they feel like you're they're being ignored I guess is a good thing yeah exactly that like I'm I'll always post on my community page on YouTube just to keep people updated although not everyone obviously sees those community posts but it it just kind of helps to get the message out there and keep everyone updated. Before we move on to Mana I just wanted to kind of touch on another thing so you you built Elite Clothing which is kind of a clothing brand um, and just doing that from scratch alongside your studies must have been difficult plus the YouTube channel. And I guess you have the audience to fall back on in terms of customers at points. But creating a clothing brand is very different from creating a YouTube channel. Would you say yeah. there was something or would you say there's one big thing you learned from that? Oh, I'll have to think. Um, <laughs> yeah. So okay, I guess running through it will kind of help me to identify like a big thing from that so it started in lockdown like it was just another project I wanted to work on I've always been really into creating clothing like I've always wanted to do it so I just sat down and said you know I'm going to do this I wasn't really aware of the demands that it would have Um, so I sat down we went through all of the designs we went through the ideologies behind the brand kind of pinpointed exactly what we wanted it to be 
built out the website around that, bought all of the subscriptions that we needed, and then launched. And one thing that I just didn't know would be the case is how much time and effort you need to put into marketing that and staying consistent, keeping up with all of the orders and whatnot. And at that time in lockdown, I had loads of time. So I was kind of ready mentally to be able to deal with it all. Then as lockdown eased up and we were back at school, it became apparent that actually that wouldn't be the case because it is a very demanding uh, business. You have to keep like customer relationships. You have to keep building the brand on socials. It's basically like running another personal account. And that's quite, <laughs> quite a challenge. Um, so if there's one thing I learned, it is being aware of how much time would actually be involved and whether or not I would be able to sustain that. So now we've actually said that at this point, it isn't going to be of enough value to keep that running. So I don't know if you've seen that the website is currently, but it has like a landing page and it says when we hit 100,000 on YouTube, then we'll do the next drop. So it's not kind of all gone to waste. And there's a lot of things I've learned from doing that. Like I've learned principles of design. I've learned how to kind of build a brand from the ground up and all of the uh, process involved with like manufacturing and things like that. So it's not been a waste, but yeah, definitely if there's one thing I've learned is being aware of the demands of running a business like that and seeing if that fits with your schedule and your longer term vision. I think that's with everything though. Like you, you have to find that balance on not taking on too much and doing absolutely nothing um but you've 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 learned a lot and I think that that's the important thing at the end of the day just trying in a particularly at such a young age it's something I've found too is just trying new things if it doesn't work out that's fine move on to the next thing if it works out then great and over time things evolve and it's the same with your YouTube channel like you started with a lot of studying content you didn't know when you started posting that studying content that you would be you know be doing day or weekly vlogs and being doing the stuff at manor and it's how life works really yeah well i guess that that comes into the phrase uh, fortune favors the bold where just putting yourself out there and doing things for the sake of doing them rather than for the outcomes like you naturally attract more opportunities and just a better like future for yourself so just do as much as you want do as much as you can and just keep putting yourself out there and challenging yourself I think that's the biggest principle that people our age should live by exactly um and yeah we're going to move on to manner now because this is really really interesting um you're a creator in residence at manner would you first just be able to tell us a bit more about what manner is and then what your role involves yeah for sure so manner actually overall in the longer term aims to be an all-in-one platform for creators with a positive message and it aims to kind of redesign discovery for social medias so that you can kind of move away from that uh, short form attention grabbing um, mindless entertainment and more into the evergreen beneficial content so that in kind of your casual time you're taking in new information, you're developing as a person and you're improving from your use of social media rather than it taking away from your time and not providing you any value. So that's kind of the longer term proposition with Manor, and it's just how we get there. So initially we built out a platform that creators can use to help monetize and engage with their audience. And then as the app comes to launch and comes to fruition, 
that will be the avenue for us to attempt to completely redesign discovery and provide an alternative to TikTok, to Instagram, to Snapchat, to Facebook with a positive light. That's a pretty cool mission. And I'm wishing <laughs> you all the best of luck with that. Yeah. Um, so then what do you specifically do as that cog in the machine, essentially? Yeah. Um, well, I think because a lot of the people on the team have come from kind of like a corporate background, they don't necessarily have a solid understanding of the creator economy uh, obviously there's loads of stuff out there and they're really experienced with all of the research and whatnot but actually having that practical like the first-hand experience insights. yeah first-hand insights from the creator economy is really valuable to them so I came in to kind of help provide them with that perspective but also help to leverage my platform in reaching out to other creators and understanding their pain points understanding their day-to-day issues with the current systems, uh, current discovery, and anything that inhibits them from turning their passion and their content into a longer-term career, essentially. So I conduct loads of creator interviews and things with uh, anywhere from like a thousand followers to like a million followers, and just anyone we can get to speak to, I'll kind of break down exactly what they need and try and identify what that is and how we can integrate that into our product so that it will be something that benefits all of the creators that's really cool because I also guess that that helps you as a creator yourself um to kind of figure out you know what other people are finding hard and what other people are doing really well and it will probably help your channel grow in the long term um Yeah. yeah but how do you get into it because at 18 just finished a levels it's kind of like a lot of startups, a lot of people get into startups at university or even later than that. And you've just basically finished school and you've kind of started working at Manor. Um, I think it's all around that principle that fortune favours the bold. Like I would have never had this opportunity if it wasn't for the chain of events that started with my YouTube channel. So creating my YouTube channel led me to build up that following, which attracted a brand partnership with a company called UniRise. I then got speaking to the CEO at UniRise. We've become really good friends and he's been mentoring me for kind of like the last six to 12 months. From there, he knew someone at Manor that was looking for a creator in, uh, creator in residence, recommended me. We had a chat with them. And then from there, that just like bloomed into this relationship and my current role at Manor. So it is kind of that network effect and just the fact that I'd put myself out there, it kind of attracted those opportunities. And so, I, I always like to think your network is your net worth. And exactly precise, precisely, the more the more you put yourself out there, the more people you'll meet, the more people you'll meet, the more you'll build relationships, the more relationships will bloom into opportunities, which will ultimately result in both personal and professional growth. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's a... <laughs> a mindset that a lot more people our age need to kind of see and adopt um it's really uncommon at the moment because of just like the education system at the moment it doesn't explain the value in networking and building those relationships which is a shame because it's kind of focused on getting people into typical roles like doctors and everything that we need to sustain like our society but if you want to be that those kind of game changers and those pushing the boundaries of innovation then you do have to kind of go out and find it for yourself and put yourself out there and I feel like anyone in a similar position anyone that's looking to get into these areas 
just put yourself out there like go message people and do whatever you can to kind of create those opportunities as like a little case study one of my friends um who was literally just addicted to discord addicted to social media addicted to gaming wanting to get into this era and into this um industry of the startups space i literally said to him just message loads of people on linkedin he did that and now he's working at a startup um on a flexible basis really good pay and it's just because he took the initiative to reach out I think it's a bit like the YouTube channel, make the first step and you don't know what will come from it. And I always like to have the mindset that if 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 they ignore you, it's their loss or it wasn't yeah. right for you. So either one of those two things and just move on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think you've kind of just got to throw everything out there, not hope for anything in return. And then if it comes, it comes. Exactly. And LinkedIn is such a great platform, which people our age should really try to utilize, which they probably don't do or recognize the importance of it. And you can get so many opportunities from it. But all social media, really, if you harness it in the right way, will probably bring you some good value. And that kind of links to what Manor is doing in trying to provide the positive value rather than the, you know, the rest of it, which clouds everything. Yeah, exactly that um I'm, I'm definitely guilty of not exploiting linkedin as much <laughs> like looking at your page and most <laughs> on your page like i'm just like yeah i need to be getting on this but i just haven't gotten around to doing it um, and taking that first step it comes so, with know, time I'm gonna, but yeah I'm, I'm gonna take that action i'm gonna go and do it today it's gonna happen <laughs> and we will all support you with that <laughs> so <laughs> with the creator creator economy um that is a massive area which is booming. Um, there's a lot of research which is being conducted in the area. And, you know, some people are saying creators and online creators are going to be replacing the, well, today's movie stars as the next famous people. And there's a lot about the amount of money and capital flowing through the industry and how it, because the reach creators today have across the world, regardless of like where you are, regardless of you know your demographic people can reach you um where do you see the whole like creator economy thing going in the next five to ten years really it's a very tricky question there's a lot of factors that play into it but i feel like this space is only in its first form uh, in its first iteration because we've only recently say the last few years seen the rise of influencer marketing uh, and people and brands seeing the value in people having such a large following. I think that's going to continue to grow and there's going to be so many more avenues for the creator to turn their audience into a sustainable business and to kind of sell themselves as people. In fact, there was a part of the ideology behind Manor and that direction that we're heading is there was a study. I can't quote the study exactly <laughs> um but i'll find it and i'll send that over but it was supposedly over 50 percent of the population in the next 10 years will be independent workers so that is things like creators that is things like consultants and people that work on a flexible basis just to help kind of progress as a whole so not necessarily working for big tech companies not necessarily working as laborers and whatnot but working for themselves and having that freedom and that is a really powerful thing in my opinion and I can see that becoming the future and 
it being a, an option for everyone to make a living as a creator and just pushing out the things that they love. So I can see in five years that being the case and anyone can quit their job, can make that living, sharing their passion in whatever it may be, fitness, cooking, makeup, beauty, whatever. And it's, it's probably motivated you to want to be part of kind of that, or if I call it a revolution, really, and the change it could have, because the sound of like 50% of people not working in full-time employment and basically doing their own thing, but being able to have a stable income is kind of unheard of today. Yeah, it's definitely something that's motivating me to keep pushing on with my channel. <laughs> um, it's always yeah. young people, though. It's always we're at the forefront of you know new innovation and it was always like 20 years ago people think having a smartphone in your pocket that's such a stupid idea who would ever come up yeah. with that and look where the world is today exactly and I think there's almost kind of like a similar mindset there with influencers today so before where it'd be like well, who the hell would have a smartphone in your pocket now it's how the hell are people making millions by posting on social media? Like yeah. it is so unheard of and it is so crazy, but I feel like in five years, it's just going to be common and everyone's going to have an understanding of how that is made possible and the value behind that. And there's always the companies that kind of tap into that, like the companies which realize early on influencer marketing would, would be really valuable to their growth are the ones that have seen huge growth and the ones which didn't really hop onto that bus have kind of, died out definitely yeah do you think do you think working at manor because you know it's a fast pay, fast paced early stage startup and you probably have never worked in that kind of environment before do you think that's come with challenges and what have they been yeah first of all just to say like i absolutely love it and i wouldn't change it for the world um but it does come with a lot of challenges like things you've never experienced or had to do that you've kind of had to throw yourself in the deep end and just learn from scratch but I really like that and just having the confidence to go in and tackle those things rather than say you know I can't do that I don't know how to do that just helps your like long-term growth so so much you're almost thrown into this it's like an escape room kind of thing <laughs> yeah. you're thrown in having no idea you have to, to find your way out exactly and then next time you go into a similar room like you just know everything and you can do everything to get out of that room um so working in such like a fast-paced environment I think it's really helped with my personal development um but also just building those relationships with everyone in the space because it's so fast-paced like you're constantly meeting new people and harnessing those connections and as you said your network is your network net worth so that's going to be really valuable long term I think and uh, that's what I love so much about startups is not not only are they trying to change the world through whatever they're doing, through the innovation they're putting forward, but the fact that, you know, at such a young age, you're given such a high level responsibility to, to kind of figure things out. And because it's so early stage, it's not like everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's kind of in the same boat and they just build together in that kind of team environment where you can build something amazing from not knowing anything from the start. Um, is great and then you mentioned the personal growth which is something a lot of people kind of miss out on because they don't realize how much how much you can learn from being in a role like that and it's kind of the same with you know starting a podcast starting a YouTube channel because it's 
something brand new but as soon as you start it you keep learning keep learning and that's what kind of addictive in a way yeah definitely um yeah (laughs) yeah I think you've touched on every point there that's brilliant so yeah I wanted to kind of talk about startups because in general because YouTube in a way I would I would say that's still very entrepreneurial because you're still yeah. doing something from new you're still some building something you're still creating a brand just in a very different way to you know selling selling I don't know pens online or whatever um <laughs> but what initially kind of got you interested in entrepreneurship in general and do you where do you kind of see yourself in the whole kind of startup ecosystem within the next few years? Yeah. So in terms of entrepreneurship, I think it kind of stems from a young age. Like I've always been interested in things like reselling and just trying to make little bits of money here and there. So for example, it's just a very loose example when we'd have car boot sales, like I would always try and maximize the amount of money coming out. So I'd go in with my family. They'd be like, four of us and I'd always try and 5x whatever they made (laughs) and it's just kind of like the mindset of yeah I want to figure out how I can make money outside of the typical nine to five roles um so I think that's where my like passion for entrepreneurship comes Uh, I don't think all of the ventures stem from that like for example with YouTube I didn't start my channel to make money I just started it as kind of like a social venture I want yeah exactly just as fun and just trying to help people um but then that monetary benefits come later down the line and then you can kind of capitalize on that in the startup space uh, I can really see myself working in these companies and helping them to drive forwards with their mission especially if it's a mission that I really resonate with for example with Mana redesigning discovery for for the better and for a positive uh community and space that's a mission that I really resonate with and so I am really passionate in my work that I do for them and that keeps me engaged keeps me motivated uh, and almost just helps with overall fulfillment with the role so I can definitely see myself continuing on that for the next few years and then a longer term maybe starting my own venture and going down that route uh, I guess it's tricky because I'm kind of fighting between whether or not I go to university next year whether I take a gap year and whatnot so it's quite a an uncertain time and not a direct path that I've nailed out for myself so I'm kind of going with the flow but in an an intentful flow if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) but in a way that's kind of the whole fun thing about it you're just like young enough to be able to have that mindset without the pressure on you from having a house or a family or a mortgage or any of that to kind of just figure it out and that's what I kind of feel like a lot of people our age pigeonhole themselves into into a certain career too early or they don't look enough so they don't know what they want to do but they don't even bother going out there to try and figure it out and then they start to question how did I end up in this position and I just feel like finding the balance between both and just figuring it out but also doing other things to make sure it's the right thing for you yeah in fact that triggers a conversation I had with someone the other day um so many people our age like they kind of just live in ignorance of what's out there go down the typical route because it's society defined as the best way to go so get into university get into a good career but then people build up on that vertical and then if something goes wrong in that vertical for example if you end up losing your job 
if you end up um someone in your family dies and you have to support them like you don't have the capability to sustain your living so you might have kids to look after you might have family to look after rent to pay food to buy and if you don't have that job it puts you in such like a difficult position with no escape because you built up all of those responsibilities and you almost can't avoid those so you have to force yourself to pick up any jobs you can and it really narrows down your options for future and for life so I feel like at our age without responsibilities it's really important to build up lots of pillars of support and a foundation for you to build off of so that if you for example you lost your job you could still have the freedom to do whatever you want so it might be investing now so that you have that monetary uh, stability so that if you did lose a job or if you did someone in your family did die and you had to support their family or the rest of yours you had the means to be able to do so enough so that your options were open to be able to continue on your life as you please that makes sense yeah absolutely and I I think that sometimes it just takes a bit of time to recognize where you want to be and you don't always have to take the first thing that's handed to you because it might not be the right thing and sometimes what you thought you wanted isn't necessarily what you actually want now or what you need and there's a difference and it's kind of like I just feel like just putting yourself out there it comes back to that whole point we started on at the start about if you put yourself out there you will ultimately get to where you want to be yeah definitely um and that kind of just builds into that whole idea of if actually you think you want to do something you commit to that uh whether that's via the typical career path and then realize you it's not what you want to do and it's not making you fundamentally happy it's having the ability to drop everything and find a different path so you need to build the support foundation to be able to do that I think and even even if you do go down kind of like the typical career path there's plenty of people who do that and are still entrepreneurial in in themselves and they kind of figure out they still take those steps they still put themselves out there and do new things within you know, those big existing massive organizations. Um, and I've heard a lot about like organizations with like Google, which have their own employees who are getting fed up with the work they were being given. So they were like, here, can I start this side project in Google? Or just like, yes. And I feel like if it's an organization like that, who recognizes the importance of it, keeping that talent and keeping those employees engaged, then they're going to see growth. And I don't think Google yeah. has stop growing for years now no google does it so so well and i feel like a lot of companies need to adopt their mindset and ideologies um because it just supports like a sustainable workforce and it keeps their employees fundamentally happy and at the end of the day that's what life's about just being happy exactly um so i wanted to finish off with one last question what motivates and inspires you oh it's That's such a, a broad question. question. It's such a yeah. abstract <laughs> question in a way. I, I actually believe that what we just talked about is what inspires me, is keeping my options open and having freedom to do whatever. Like That is what keeps me driven because I don't want to get to age 30, 35, where I've put myself down that pigeonhole and don't have the freedom to do what I want to do with the rest of my life or have that midlife crisis and not be able to break out of the um, routine and cycle I've built myself into just because I've been in it for so long and built up so many responsibilities in that cycle. 
So what motivates me is building that support and maintaining that freedom of choice. That's what motivates me and inspires me to keep going with all the stuff I'm doing. And I think that's a great motivation and no wonder you're doing so much amazing stuff. And I'm <laughs> so excited to see where, you know, where Mana goes, where your YouTube channel goes and just see how you develop in the next few years. And it's great to have met you. Um, and, yeah, you, you know, I think, I think something that you're doing really well is kind of promoting that whole entrepreneurship to people our generation who don't necessarily recognize the benefits that come from it and hopefully more people will be inspired to take kind of the path that we've taken and even if it's not for them at least they've tried it and made sure that they've tried it so they don't have any regrets later on yeah makes a lot of sense brilliant Um, yeah it's been really nice (laughs) yeah great so thanks for coming on and um yeah Thank you for listening to The Exploratory Journey, and I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to follow all our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn to stay up to date with our future episodes.